forever. Dog. podcast <laughs> oh well this is it <laughs> i thought we were done i know this has been like a like a, this has been a full like morning of anticipation for me because i knew that there was going to be so much check involved in this but um i'm happy to be here i am super super happy to be here because um you know, we've both been guests on other people's podcasts and, mm-hmm. you know, not blowing smoke up anybody's ass because a lot of people have podcasts, but people will have, sh- I know have said to you and have said to me, oh, you guys should have your own podcast. Not necessarily because they all think that we're, everybody wants to listen to us, but I think they think that's sort of the next step for everyone. Ah. Everyone's voice should be heard. And I mean, not everyone's voice should be heard. We, that's not, just, everyone's. Not, everyone. be, not everyone's. Not everyone. Not everyone. I mean, the moms <laughs> said, hey, like, why not give it a shot? And why not? Yep. This is an interesting concept for me because this is like one of those moments where, you know, where you've always wanted to do something. Right. You've always wanted to like, you know, I will, God, a podcast would be so fucking fun. That would be mm-hmm. so interesting. Like, I've always wanted to do it. I was actually on RuPaul and Michelle Visage's podcast once. And that terrified Did you do that me. recently? No, it was years ago, and I was very, very terrified. And it was just like, I'm still like part of that generation that still has respect for radio and like just listening to people speak. And so it scared the shit out of me. So it was, you know, that was one of the first podcasts I ever did. Mm -hmm. I did one with Alec Mappa and um, Calpurnia Adams and um, Rachel True. Um, So yeah, these, these have been really fun. I'm glad that we're doing this. Everyone, welcome. Not welcome. Well, I just want to say welcome. Like, this Aww, is our first one. so Miha. gracious. Escuchame. Like, we have to be nice, you know? Like, we have to say thank you to everybody. <laughs> well, we do that anyway. But, you know, know, regardless just... of how nice you are, uh, people will always keep you and remember you in a certain time. There's people that like it that way. So, you know, for everyone, we are from 2011. Everyone that's like, because, you know, I mean, there's clearly drag fans and there's drag race fans, right? Ooh. And I have a hard time discerning, um, or I have a hard time using the term fan when someone says, oh, I'm your fan. Um, I, I have a hard time with that just because I think, well, you know, you're one of my supporters and I appreciate that, but I always feel like it's a little lofty to be like, oh, those are my fans over there. Like, I don't want to be that way about it, but I do feel like there are people that are only, they only know drag from drag race. And mm. we have a lot of friends here, especially in the LA area that know us prior to drag race. So then when they saw us on the show, they were like, yeah, but I know you different than that. And then, <laughs> so then when you leave drag race, there's people that uh, will only remember, even now in 2020, um, you know, will only remember, I don't know if you specifically, but I know people remember me a certain way and they think that, that that's, you know, it's always that thing like, can you read like on Cameo? I don't know if you do Cameos, but people be like, can you read my friend? And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know your friend. Yeah. And um, may, do they need to be read? Like, it's hard to do because... You don't want people to think all you're capable of is saying something. Because, you know, I, well, we could get into that later. I, I'm already I, I completely understand. I think, you know, I think we've all suddenly, as uh, as performers, as queens, as artists who have been doing this for years, are finding ourselves in a place where people have a, a certain expectation of what sure. we're supposed to say, how we're supposed to say it, how we're supposed to be funny and interesting. And uh, whether or not we are staying within the, the box and the confines of what drag race is and all that bullshit. But um, I think what, what we have to offer, this is our first podcast together, live, large and in charge. The woman with the legs or whatever. Well, and that's the thing. But I'm just, I'm just saying that we have a, I think what we, we have to offer is a different perspective. We remember drag before drag race. You know, I am not your friend 
because of Drag Race. I'm not your friend because we're Rue girls. I'm your friend because I fucking knew you when you first started doing drag and vice versa for me, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, and and, that's... and you're from Norwalk and I'm from La Puente, so... Right. And, so... and that's really, I mean... And I think when we talk about, like, you know, people's looks or people's style or whatever... Um, because a, lo- a lot of people have been raised on Drag Race, their reference points will be Drag Race or or, mm-hmm. or uh, things related to Drag Race. Whereas our reference points might be so specific to a <laughs> year or a video or a song or or a theme night at a club. Those are reference points where someone you know I'll wear something or I'll say something to you. Like we we've talked about before, um, you know the idea of like back when it was like. Uh, distressed uh, jeans with like little kitten heels, and we would do like uh, real low waist. Though the jeans were real low waist that that exposed your yes. midriff. Yeah, and then maybe like a shredded. Well, not that, mine. I didn't. <laughs> not mine. <laughs> I, I did, uh, and you know it was that shredded like sure. I'm in the video top with like safety yes. pins, and you yes. were like you were the Britney video, yes, or the or the Christina video. Yeah, I remember. I remember that drag very mm-hmm. very vividly. Yeah, and, so, and we always had those clear heels too. Clear heels are a staple. Those are like those are. That's where I feel safety when I when I see a pair. I got to tell you about this one time. The, the first time I ever performed in New York City. Remember when I moved there in two thousand seven? Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with a boy that I met in Provincetown, and uh, I decided, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Move to New York. Figure it out. My job with Top Model was switching over to New York City. And I remember I had missed doing drag so much because drag did not have the same uh, impact or even popularity that it does now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drag Race hadn't even started yet. It didn't start until, what, 2008, 2009? So I remember Lady Bunny told me, she was like, hey, girl, I know you do drag. I, You know, I've seen you. I met you in Provincetown. You know, uh, there's a gig there's a spot open over at Escuelita in Hell's Kitchen oh yes yes mama I was like really yeah and they're like yeah we but you know and I'm hosting that night you should come you should perform and I was like yes I'm like what should I perform and she's like you should do your through the fire number oh the best I was like wait are you sure that's the number that I do where I like you know sing through the fire and I'm burnt and I do Shaka Khan and and I shake an entire bottle large bottle of white baby powder onto the audience so Lady Bunny was like you should do that number so I showed up to Escuelita room a back room full of queens and they're all gorgeous <laughs> including jiggly caliente who i did not know was jiggly caliente at the time because this was like 2007 2008 and jiggly was the nicest bitch to me in the whole room she was like you know what i recognize you from top model oh my god i love you i love mm-hmm. you so me and jiggly connected in that sense but then it was my turn to go on stage and i discovered that i did not bring my fucking shoes delta no no. I had no shoes. I had no shoes. Well, but it would work for that number, it wouldn't it? It would work, but you know you need a you need right, a need heel. Some. You need a heel. So do we still fuck. need to wear a heel or I don't think so. I don't think Not I, anymore. Just, I think you can just wear a big old fat like wedge platform, you know. I think it's fine now. Oh, but we no, actually when... have to put shoes on though. Cuz I haven't uh, had shoes on for years. I haven't had shoes on since March. So. Yeah, at all. <laughs> but so anyway, so I didn't have an, I didn't have my shoes, and then Lady Bunny was like, "Here, here, girl, wear mine," and it was the clear kitten heel. It was low as fuck. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it gave me. It was comfort. It was easy, and I <laughs> I threw the fire through the whole Esquilita audience. Everyone hated me because I messed I messed them up. <laughs> Yeah, they were, you not did. Expe- they were not expecting you did. baby powder to be doused on them, and they were pissed at me. Carmen Carrera was in the audience. She she reminded me when we were at Drag Race. She was like, "Yeah, I was there, girl. It was singing." And I was like, "No, everyone was mad at me, and I had Lady Bunny's fucking plastic kitten heels <laughs> shoes on." So, there's my story about kitten heels. <laughs> well, the thing is, uh, I, 
I, I've worn someone else's shoes before. I've worn your shoes before. Uh-huh. Uh because we uh, remember when we used to work at Rage, which just recently closed, and we should talk about. Um, we will talk about that. We worked at Rage, and then we were going right over to Peanuts because there was like somebody's birthday. Somebody was mm. doing a birthday, and so we did the gig, and we were going over. And I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to wear this." And I had some like I was going to do some funny. Num- I was actually probably doing one of Varla Jean Merman songs, and so I had sort of like a school teacher outfit on. And you were like, "Oh, those aren't the shoes to wear to Peanuts." And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> You're like, girl, those are not the shoes. You know better than that. So you had these like bl- like red patent leather plain pumps, but they were so fucking high. And you literally said to me, as long as you wear them from the from the parking lot into the dressing room, you can put on whatever you want for your number. If that if that makes the number funny, it makes it funny. But you're not walking into this club of gorgeous women with those shoes on. Like at least yeah. serve it from one from point A to point B. Once you get on stage, do whatever you want, and they'll get it. But I and so yeah, I've worn someone else's shoes, and I, you know I have the tiniest foot ever. It's just so small, and you so have small. those big big boats. But I wore them. <laughs> so you were like a six in children, and I right, and I wore boats. Well, once I got to the dressing room, those five inch heels were flats by the time I got there. But I did <laughs> I did have them on so. Oh my gosh, we have so many stories to tell. And I think the perspective that we'll have on this new podcast will be very, very interesting. And what are you Mm -hmm. drinking? I am drinking um, Diet Peach Snapple, which is like my obsession. I love, love drinking it. It's Oh my God. Yeah, it's so good. You buy it in the big... That's so you. I'm surprised that Diet Peach Snapple has not contacted you for an endorsement. Listen, I, I was ready with this pandemic. I was ready to... To, to come on strong for the fall because you know I am a PSL girl. I am pumpkin spice latte. I actually I'm I'm, I'm the whole I'm, the, I'm an infinity scarf. I'm UGG boots. I'm all of that. I, I, I'm 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 Kaylin Ashlyn Rollin. I'm all of those people in one. And so <clears throat> McKaylee McKaylee Michelle Canyon River like Canyon all, <laughs> and I was expecting. To come on strong with with Starbucks to say, guess what? We're finally coming out with a sugar-free pumpkin spice syrup. I thought this it was going to fix is, the pandemic. This, this is, I mean, I find this preposterous. I mean, I do too. Like, I I am not a pumpkin spice at all. I mean, maybe I am, but you like, are. I don't like to admit it out loud. But she like, is within all of us. Are you sure? Okay, you might be yeah, right. Oh, no, but... I'm sure. I'm, because, listen, if there was a pumpkin spice wine, I bet you, you would like to try it. You could just try it one time. That sounds just fea. No, no, it no, no. It probably is no. fea, but you you would have to try it because you like wine. No, and... that's like my sister. Every time, my, both of my sisters don't understand my wine-like tastes. They get me mm-hmm. wine for Christmas, but they always get me, like, Moscato. Like, really straight girl wines. Oh, you don't like, like that? Yeah, no, mom. I like I like my shit dry. I like it like clear. Well, I can tell. I like yeah. Thing. You like those knees dry. <laughs> <laughs> the other you day like when we were dry. we had done uh we we were working on that uh project for kind of centered around this and we were just so tired and we were talking about getting pedicures and we're having this conversation we're both sitting socially distanced you know from one another and Raja's moving her feet back and forth and i'm like what is she doing and it's pitch black outside the day was over and she was giving herself a pedicure by rubbing her feet on the back of the stone steps stop it you were doing don't that. tell everyone I, Why? I, you have to uh, do what you have to do i mean <laughs> Right. I, I, I actually not... finally got my pedicure yesterday. Don't tell everyone that I was filing my foot on a sidewalk. I mean, oh, there's I so have many more money. stories. I have money. I can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, everything's been closed, so how could you possibly get? It? I, I did get a pedicure yesterday in a strip mall in on the asphalt. Like they set up tents, and I was in Long Beach, and I was like, yeah, "I'm doing it," and I had a great experience. My, I felt bad for the lady. I had to tip her fifty dollars because I felt so bad that she had to experience that. But I also wanted to set a precedent that like. I am a good tipper because I live off of tips. I totally get it. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to want, you know, people to but, know that like. But did did she make you file your foot on the sidewalk? 
No, but I did give myself sort of a mini pedicure in the shower before I left because I didn't want to show up and have her see. <laughs> have you ever done that? Like you, you sort of try to maintain everything beforehand. Like I was talking, I was not talking with, earlier not with about my pedicures. Not with my pedicures. No, 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 no. No, but when but I do have a I have a housekeeper because you know me and yep. you know how I live and mm-hmm. during this quarantine time. I have discovered that um, a male, a man has moved into my apartment, like a gross Mm. man that smells bad. Right. With like stinky balls and horrible pits. Oh. Doesn't brush his teeth. Okay. And I discovered that that man is me. Yeah. Okay. And I never knew that I was that gross. So now Mm. I have a housekeeper. Her name is Angie. She comes once every two weeks. Okay. And she cleans the house down. Boots. Boots, and so mm-hmm. she she came in and she cleaned the house, and I okay. I forgot what we we're talking about because I'm getting drunk on this wine. Uh, we're talking <laughs> about like when you giving yourself a pedicure before, like oh right right up, right right straighten up before. So, yeah, I do so I do straighten up before Angie comes. Like I'm kind of embarrassed. Like I don't want her to realize that there's a guy that lives here. I kind of want her to realize that those silk you know Chinese slippers that are underneath my rhinestone birdcage chair, right belong to me like it's not mm-hmm. like like i'm not gross i'm actually not gross angie i take care of my apartment sort of well you know this is also very similar to like when people go out on a date and they like you're gonna go out to dinner and so maybe you sort of like like going out to a bar where you would pre-game because you don't want to spend a lot of money on booze you would eat something before you go out on the date so you don't look like a fucking pig when you get there <laughs> and you're like oh i just i'll have a diet salad and small water like <laughs> Oh, I, no, I don't really have an, that much of an appetite. I just usually like, I just, I'll share some potato skins. Like, I'll just have a light. I'm, I'll just something light. Fully loaded potato right. skins. And then yeah. once you like really know somebody, you're like, I'm, I'm going to take the left side of the menu and <laughs> it's fine. It's going to be fine. So we'll be right back after this. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. I like Hinge because it's one of those things where you have all these things to answer questions about, and I love talking about myself. Hinge prompts help you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Exactly. Specifically, Hinge's LGBTQIA prompts are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people for the people. Willem, let's answer one of these prompts together. Okay, here's here's a good one. It says, I feel proudest of who I am when... I personally feel proudest of who I am when I'm, like, on stage and I'm doing a show and I'm like, this is... This is fucking great. The audience is there with me. I like that. I feel proudest of who I am when the flight attendant gives me a little nod and lets me know I can use the closet because he knows what's in the bag. Yes. Yes. LGBTQIA plus prompts are a great way to connect around niche yet relatable queer experiences by showcasing your nuances, humor, personality, and lived experiences. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. All in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important for your business to stand out. And that's why Squarespace is so important. We use it for Drag Queen of the Year, and it was really easy to use. Your Drag Queen of the Year site is beautiful. And I know. Somebody said it took less than an hour to do. Just click, click, click the button. Really quick, really easy. You don't need to learn code or anything. I love that. Uh, we... You can start with a completely personalized website with the new guided system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, tailored to your brand or business and optimized for every device. And then you can easily launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. So you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. And Squarespace makes it super easy to sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service. 
service products. Squarespace has the tools you need. Plus, you can connect major social and multimedia accounts to your website in a few clicks as icons, direct links, or embedded feeds. And sellers can also sync their product catalog directly with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Google to reach more customers and reduce the steps for a purchase. Mm, love that seller sync. They've really thought of it all. They really have. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Ooh, I'm thinking something al fresco. Mm. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Uh, have you tried the Factors? I've loved the Factors. Oh, it's girl. been the it factor for me, actually, for Absolutely. a while because there's so many different choices. Like, you have 35 different things to choose from every week, and they're all different, and they it's like... I love the I love the variety because with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore in your mouth. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in 2 minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking or cleaning up. Head to factormeals.com/drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Ooh, that's savings you can taste. That's drag code drag50 at factormeals.com/drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back at very that. You know, we oh. say that. Well, I mean, it's, I always harass people for saying, like, using certain words, like, ooh, house down boots, or yes, mama. Like, you know, we always harass people because we hear it so much. But I was thinking when we were talking about doing our podcast, I was like, we actually say very that all the time, but we've said it for like, I swear to God, almost 30 years. Like we say it so, but for everything, like in a conversation, when we're describing something, it's like we cut each other off because we already know where it's going. Uh, yes, well, girl, it's, it's very that. It's, it's a punctuation. It's like an right. exclamation point, a period, a comma. On period. That. On period. On period. DT. Period. <laughs> With a T. But you um, know, it's just, it's punctuation. Yeah, Very yes, that. Very that. And you really, it's something you say with, you know, people, or we say with one another, because, um, again, we totally know where, once you start describing a, a person or a situation, it's like, you don't even have to tell me their name. I just know like, oh, she's very that. She, yeah, I know her. I <laughs> oh, know that yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. yeah. Whether I know her name, I know that type of person in that zip code, in that zip code. I know, you know what I mean? Zip code it's or area that. code. Yeah, it's just, yeah, definitely. It's very very, very that. It's very that. But, you know, um, I mean, we should obviously be interacting with people because we should be listening to what other people have to say. And, and maybe they have questions for us. Maybe there's things that we um, have experienced or do um, mm-hmm. with drag and or or fashion or, or whatever that people... Um, because you know, you're, you're, you're a, I don't know. Are you a, are you a fashionista or are you a stylista? Cause I think I'm a maximista. I think I'm more of like a maximista too. Like I you, just, you've, find... you've become one. <laughs> I've always been one. Are you, no, you kidding haven't. me? No, you the... haven't. Callate cabrona. Please. You have not. I've always been. You... I've... Come on. I've always Mm-mm. loved fashion. Yes. Come on. I always loved the Westwood. I always loved the fucking McQueen's. But I also loved a good thrift shop and a 99 only store. So don't even try me. Like, I well, love those yeah, things but, you too. Know, listen, once upon a time, you described yourself as very Robertson and I was very strip mall. Do you remember that? No, but yes, you do. I, I, don't, I don't remember that. But I would agree with myself. 
back then. I will always be Robertson, and you will always be Astro. <laughs> Listen, if there's not a Quiznos and an eyeglass, like an ophthalmologist in the shopping center, I'm not going. Like, I'm just, I'm not going in there. I have to see, like, I have to have the anchors, or have there better be like a, a an Old Navy and like a DSW. Like, I, you know, I'm she. Like, I am. And there's no secret about that. Like, there really is. I'm, like, truly a mom. Like PSL, PSL. Yeah, I am PSL. I am a mom. Like, I, I, and I, you know, no one has said it. No one has approached me about it yet. But I will fully admit that without the same intention in the same delivery, sometimes I'm, I could be Karen. Like, I could, (laughs) I could be. Not with the same ethics, but with the same approach. Because I will, I will get to the manager. I will. Are you? Uh, but what? What is a? What is a Mexican Karen called? Uh, probably, probably a Consuela. <laughs> a Consuela. No, or... no, <laughs> no. Probably an SB. 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 Down. <laughs> Down. Wait, I gotta think about that. A Mexican Karen is a uh, yeah. Karen. Uh, not Karen. <laughs> Her name is Karen. Carlota. <laughs> Ferrota. Ferrote. 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 See, we could sit here all day and just make sounds, and no one would know what, why, those, what do those sounds even mean? And they're not even words. Well, they are words to us, but to other people, they're like grunts and moans, and, and they're, not a, they're not even sexual. I know people, you know, people used to say, you know, poop from there and all those things that we've said before, but like, they're not even sexual for the most part. Uh, I don't know. I think they were kind of sexual for me, but maybe not for you. All right. Let's answer oh. a question or uh. two. <laughs> I wait. Hold uh. on. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. We've got a question. This is an actual question from someone. It says, hi, Delta and Raja. I wanted to ask your opinion about highlighter as a makeup trend. Hmm. I don't wear makeup. But I'm a big fan of drag, and I've noticed that highlighter is something that has been really trending in the past few years. What do you think about highlighter? Okay. When did you start using it? Sometimes I think it makes people look too shiny and wet and almost plastic and not human. Mm. Curious, what do you think about highlighter? And what kind do you like or dislike? Thanks so much. Love you, makeup virgin. That's the that's that's the question. Well, Highlighter. I, I mean, I, I hit on two really cool things that I liked in there, and that was not human and plastic. I think that's it's great to look not human and plastic. All I think pluses. A, All yeah, pluses. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's not your style, and that's okay too. Um, you know, I I think uh, I personally the only thing like I have I wear I use a highlight color. So, you know, uh, under my eyes and uh, underneath my cheekbone, I will use a highlight color, but not a highlight texture per se. So I don't really well, what's use on that, like... What's on that shiny, that shiny color in your cheek right now? No, no, no. There isn't one. There's, there's absolutely nothing there. I kid you not. I but have it's no... it's glowing. It's glowing like a highlighter. Baby, that comes from... That's, a, that's like a solarium. That comes from within... Do you know what I'm wow. saying? That, honey, look, girl, touch it. No, look. not the solarium. Let me solarium. pull the hair off my face. Look. Mama, you're, you got a solarium? Girl, not one bit of highlight is on my face because I can't do it because I'll just look sweaty. For me, I will look sweaty. So um, I, I do my best to use um, like a, a matte finish. So there's, I, I know, I know you see it. My cheekbone is so it. prominent. Girl, look. look. <laughs> oh, it's just the oh. prominence. I can't help it's it. It's the I was prominence. Born this way. You don't need highlighter when uh, highlighter when you have prominence. Mm-hmm. That's why I just use a little bit of gloss. I'm not wearing any gloss now, but you're I, actually that's not my wearing highlight. any lipstick. No, that, no, Mm-mm. your lips are hot pink. Do you use Do you use a uh, highlight like a shimmer highlight? I do, I do, um, I do. Yeah, because oh. you know, yeah. because you know, people only see us from a distance now. Mm. Like we are literally thank socially god. distancing. Yeah, thank God, we're only seeing each other on screens and i look great like on screen mm. but like don't see me in person because those pores are cavernous and yeah. huge and sort of yeah. um they're canyons basically. speaking of zip codes yeah speaking of zip codes there's my pores 
But um, I do like a little highlighter and I use oh. whatever's available. I like it just at the tops of my cheeks. I like to look like the Australian queens, you know, like queens, but uh, the vanity, you know, vanity from wigs by vanity. Well, she looks gorgeous whenever she, I mean, I know, I, you know she's they, my favorite. They always have a lot of, they have a shit ton of highlighter on their cheeks and they kind of like started that before that was a trend. Yeah. And well, she wears that beautiful blush too, that bright, bright. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like it when you have like big cheeks and you just kind of like pop it with a little highlighter. Mm-hmm. I can use anything. Anything shiny works for me. I, my thing is like now I like to put on the spray at the end. Okay. Setting spray because that was never a problem for me before. But as I'm, as I'm aging and as my skin is becoming drier, a little bit of setting spray like tones it all down and lays it down onto the skin. Am I well, wrong? Yeah, I have to be honest with you. When it comes to makeup, I mean, no secret. Everybody has their their way that they do their makeup, and you know, you set with hairspray. Uh, uh, well, I have, yeah, but I there's so many things I don't know how to do and haven't even tried doing. Like I cannot highlight and contour with cream foundation. I don't know how to do it. I haven't even tried to do it. So I, everything Why? is still powder. Everything. I just lazy. Uh, fear. Lazy. Mm-hmm. Fear, no, no, being no. fearful, uh, being too cheap to buy the makeup. Because, you know, I'm not on everybody's PR list. So when the girls are like flooding the Instagram, like, oh, I got such and such new palette. I'm like, oh, really? Well, I, I bought mine, which I'm fine with. I have no problem. I like supporting, you know, especially. I know. Every time I, you know, I follow Gia Gunn and I follow um, Kimora Black. And I'm like, how did, and, and even uh, uh, Laganja. I'm like, how did y'all get that free makeup? Well, I, think very you get, I think you get more free makeup than I, than I do. They're very active on social media and they're, they're very good about plugging that. And, and so they, they get the word out there. So, you know, that's, they're, they're very good at that. And they're, they're gorgeous dolls. I mean, who wouldn't want their makeup on them, right? I suppose. Look yeah. at you. Look at me. <laughs> anyway, I um, you know, I I put on some highlighter once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've kind of talked enough about highlighter and makeup. I want to talk about rage, rage Ooh, nightclub okay. because this is a yep. topic. As of the last two days, three days on my social media, I have seen posts and very very compelling stories about the closing of rage nightclub which Mm -hmm. for most of us who live here in southern california and have grown up within the community of the queers and the gays and uh, especially in west hollywood rage has been one of those places that has been a um you know it's a staple it's a thing that we're familiar with and it's rage and mickey's it's Mm -hmm. always been rage and mickey's to me in my mind always and rage is now closing and um you and I have both spent a lot of time in it. Yeah. Well, and in addition to that, you, you mentioned Mickey's. Mickey's also put out a statement that they're they're uh, sharing this um, this letter. It's like a it's a pre written letter that you can sign and send on to um, I believe Governor Ga- uh, Governor Newsom and um, to help the bar industry because everyone mm-hmm. is struggling. And so they they have they have stepped forward and said we're we're one of those places that is struggling. Not not struggling because they didn't have anything to offer, but struggling because obviously this this whole situation is prevent is people are fearful to go out. They're abiding by the rules, obviously. But as rules open up and 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 as um as places open up and allow um for a limited capacity it's still just not enough. It's still not mm. enough. Mm. Um, and so these places are are falling to the wayside. You know, we were, you and I both worked at Mickey's. Uh, well, you still continue to work at Mickey's from time to time. But we worked at Mickey's years ago uh, before the Showgirls show went in. We had Dreamgirls there. And mm-hmm. then we moved from Dreamgirls over to Rage, literally right across the alley. Um, and so now hearing that, you know, and then we left Rage uh, after... Uh, after sort of, a, 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 I would say, not show-wise, content-wise, or talent-wise, but there was, I feel like there was a, an attention that left our show and went to trying to promote other nights, uh, mm-hmm. not as equal to our night, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and to be clear for anyone who's listening or watching right now, that the show that we speak of is the Dream Girls Review, which... Right. For me, has been such an integral part of my drag upbringing and right. the person that I am today is to be part of the Dream Girls. And I remember being invited by Chad Michaels and Hunter, who is the pretty much the mother of 
the modern day dream girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a very, 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 very successful run. And um, that through the fire number that I'm talking about, the one that anyone can see now on YouTube was shot and filmed at Rage. And right. when I lived in New York and I missed doing drag in LA, I remembered the stage at Rage as being, as being the stage to perform on. And until today, here I am, I'm 46 years old. And whenever I think of my favorite moments on stage was on the stage at Rage. Yes. So let's make that clear to people who are listening why it's so important to us and why we're even speaking about it, because it could just be, you know, considered just another bar that's closing in West Hollywood. But as we know, for many of us, it was a place that was very important for us. We learned a lot and uh, and it was it was our weekly gig. Well, and it was a place where we sort of set uh, set in motion a standard of what uh what we expected out of a drag show. So mm-hmm. we would constantly do theme nights. And that was a thing where it was like, we did, you know, Disney nights or, or disco nights or, or television nights or whatever nights we would do. They became something that people not only looked forward to and got dressed up to come see, but it came to the point where we would do them so frequently that we would all start to overlap characters. So it would be like, Hey, this Disney night, we've got five girls, which who's doing Cinderella this time? Who's doing? And that's great because we would have such an arsenal of numbers. Uh-huh. And now, you know, of course, by the way, anyone that's listening to this, Dream Girls is something that was established like 30 years ago. Yeah. But we, when we came into this, uh, you know, 20 years ago or so, into Dream Girls anyway, mm-hmm. um, there were many locations. So there's Dreamgirls. And Dreamgirls still exists, by the way, uh, in, in Long Beach. Uh, I produced the show at Hamburger Mary's. Mm-hmm. Um, pandemic has sort of set things aside. Um, we were also doing it at Hamburger Mary's in um, in West Hollywood. And, of course, in San Diego at Urban Moe's. But prior to that, we had ham- uh, Dreamgirls in Newport Beach, Dreamgirls mm-hmm. at MJ's in Silver Lake, Dreamgirls at VIP in Riverside, Dreamgirls at Mary's, Dreamgirls... You know, Rage, Dreamgirls, Mickey's. There were so what many about locations. Dreamgirls Laguna Beach when yeah. we would perform Laguna on Beach. the pool table? The best. <laughs> the best. I mean, those are those are such great memories. And so to see something like this, you know, transition. Who would have thought uh, in March that we would be where we are right now, and uh-huh. that we would be seeing? You know, even though we don't work there anymore, and and hadn't worked there for years to see that piece of history go away and not be able to see other queens and kings and uh, any, any other performer be able to have that experience and, mm-hmm. and to make their mark on that type of stage. It's, it's a little sad. I think mm-hmm. I, it is a little bit sad. And of course there's, you know, parts of us that are like, you know, you remember some of the negativity and you're like, what well, uh-huh. the fuck out of here anyway? Cause yeah. I'm, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. over it. But. I have, I have an equal amount of both because I, yeah. I know, I know for a fact that there's a photo somewhere in my apartment, perhaps on a Polaroid of a, uh, a photo of my friend Alvin and I maybe like 95, 96, mm-hmm. you know, outside yeah. of rage. And we were wearing matching outfits and the most minimal makeup. And we just thought we were so gorgeous and so fishy and rage had not even like Santa Monica Boulevard hadn't even expanded to the sidewalk that it has now. There used to be a a median at the center of it. Just how old we are. There's yeah. a, there used to be a median in the center of it that that was made for trains back in the fucking early days of Southern California. And so um, I remember when there was no patio out there and there's a photo yeah. of me out there with Alvin in our really bad drag. So my history with rage goes a long, long time. And I understand and I'm very, very sad to see an establishment that had such, you know, significance right. and importance in West Hollywood closing. It is very it's sad. It's a sad time. I mean, it's it's so 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 uh, uncertain. You know, you don't even know. Like, oh, things have, every every other day. It's like, oh, things are going to get better. Things are getting better. And then to to see that, you know, are are they getting better? Yeah. I mean, I I do believe that there's always going to be a rainbow after a storm, and I do believe that you know the Renaissance came after the plague. But at the same time, like, uh, you know. To to when mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when I think, when are I we think all going to get on board? I think that's the glue that keeps you and I together because we're both very optimistic about things, but we're also quite realists. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we really want this to happen, but 
hold on. But this don't be surprised happen. if something yep. completely yeah. flips. Yeah, might yeah. someone might shove their dry uh, foot unpedicured up your ass, and you know, just be yeah. ready for it. Just yeah. be ready for that dry foot. We've had worse. I mean, we definitely have. Yeah. All right, you guys. We'll be right back right after this. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? Time? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? In the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to Movies Baby wherever you get podcasts, and you can watch Movies Baby live every Thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby! Okay, and we're back. Welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, them, they, their, that. Welcome back to... The and thou. The and thou. Welcome back to Very That. Me and Delta. So, we... uh, (laughs) There's a full story behind uh, pretty much everything that we say, but there is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have come across so many pictures from like just back in the day. And, and again, back in the day is a, is a statement that I think a lot of people use, but when we ever, we um, look at pictures or we talk about um, nostalgia. different periods of time, nostalgia, uh, we tend to say, do you find something? <laughs> In this case, when we look at a picture, we say, Oh, you see something? Oh, you see something? And that specifically comes from uh, <laughs> a video that Raja came across once where a, uh, a <laughs> ma- if you're from Southern California, this will fit you very well. A very like hot white dad in a big truck is with a gorgeous Latin girl. And in the video, he's just totally going at it with her. And she flips her hair around and looks over her shoulder back at him as his face is buried in her gelatinous ass. And he says, oh, yeah. And he's starting to eat her ass. And she goes, what did she say, Raja? You see something? (laughs) No, she said, hi, mister. You find something? <laughs> so, and we love her because she was gorgeous, and the whole scene is gorgeous. And, um, but yeah, um, you, you see, see something. something. In this case, I see many things, and it's a picture <laughs> of the two of us at Rage. We we're just talking about Rage. Mm-hmm. This, I do not believe this was a theme night, but we are both sort of thematic in nautical inspired looks. How did um, that happen? What was what was going through our heads at the time? I don't know. I remember I we used to like it was it was always a ritual for uh, for me at Rage to get ready and sit next to you because I right. knew that we were always going to have the conversations that were like you see something, right? And um, and I don't know what it was with us that one night, but we just decided that nautical, yeah, was. I mean, theme. you can tell this was a very long time ago. I do remember when you were doing, you were bleaching your brows at the time. So <laughs> I, I do remember that. And, you know, honestly, aside from um, aside from me looking much younger than I look now, I don't think my ma- makeup has really developed too much. I mean, it's like literally the exact same makeup that I was wearing when, maybe 15 years ago in this picture that I'm wearing today. So... You know, one trick pony as it is, that's fine with me. You know, if you ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what I, I say. I, yeah, that's yeah what I for say. sure. Although it does look like I have on shimmer, maybe I don't know. Mm. It's that it's the prominence. 
Or you're just sweaty, you know, sweaty prominence. Find something? <laughs> Find something. But I think that at that time, I was doing a version of the Love Boat theme song. Yes, you were. That was by uh, maybe Charo, Salsol Orchestra. Oh, my favorite, by the way. <laughs> Salsol. Yes. Salsol. A little yeah. bit closer. A little bit closer. Move it in like this. A little, A little bit, closer. bit closer. Yeah. You and me can dance so free. A little bit I closer. I think it was very that. I was feeling that moment. I was okay. feeling very charo, like salsa. Mm. Well, I think what I was feel- feeling at this time was... Um, whatever they were selling in Torrid that was like a costume in plus size. And so I think I bought it and I was like, it fits. Because as you know, uh, you've been with me many times and listened to me complain about the plus size clothing industry and how, you know, biased it is and how, how cruel it is. And so I think when I bought that, I was like, oh my God, it fits and it's, and it's cool. And it's from a new cool store. I'm going to wear it. So that's yeah, probably I don't I think I on. even knew about uh, what was the place you just said? The, uh, Torrid. Torrid. I didn't. I didn't know about Torrid until you mentioned Torrid. Torrid was like at its time. It was like the Forever Twenty One for Plus. And right. So it's it was still very, going, very. It's still going strong. Really? Yo, Torrid? hell yeah! Why don't Torrid should be like you? You should be like you know you know how bitches be like Fashion Nova. Why right. is Torrid? Why is Torrid not calling you? Well, I think because the majority of their customer base is um, young, uh, young straight girls. Not, I, I don't think they, I, I don't think they want to have that vision right now. I, I don't know. Hmm. I, 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 that's a shame because I, uh, their, their employees are always very nice to me when I go, and um, I do have a, I do have a diva style credit card or whatever it's called. But um, hmm. uh, where's my representation? Yeah, I'm, I'm come a catalog on. model. Come <laughs> Hello. On. So we're talking about this one particular photo here, taken at Rage many years ago. And uh, 2007, it says. Oh, 2007. That was the year. Oh, my God. That was the year that I moved to New York. That was the year that I went to Provincetown. My hair was still long and Mm. black at the time. I I mm. loved having long black hair. In fact, the other day I did a toot and boot episode or something, and I uh, put on some long black hair. And Raven mentioned she's like, "That's how I remember you, long black hair." So you know what? I got I got those wigs ready. I got long black hair ready. That's but do you have the short pink wig? Because that's a picture that we really need to see. I, ha- I we're gonna do that picture soon. Oh my god! The Honda Civic days. The Honda. <laughs> <laughs> Chrysanthemum. But well, what about driving to Vegas in the Honda Civic in the middle of the night, throwing CDs out the window? <laughs> was it even in the middle of the night? I mean, it was a long we were drive. In the I remember, of the night. yeah, we uh, Delta and I used to do a gig uh, way in Vegas when we thought it was like Vegas was the uh, end all be all of like the pinnacle of any type of drag performance. You perform in Vegas, and we used to perform at a club called Wet. Was it called Wet? Wet bar, yep. Uh huh. And then eventually we performed together with. Chanel with an SH, please not to be confused. Um, Chanel at uh, what was the place Gypsy. called? Gypsy. Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. We performed at Gypsy together. And uh, yeah, that was the time. And I remember the two of us driving in my Honda Civic. And we, uh, I, and you know, we, I was just cleaning out. I was like, before Marie Kondo was even a thing, I was trying to find joy in my case, my CD book. Uh-huh. And, case uh, logic. Yeah, and uh, we pretty much littered, or I did. I littered plastic onto the Calif- or the Nevada desert and just fling CDs out that I didn't need anymore. Sandy Schmagek. Schmagek. See, d- some people don't. Is is Sandy Schmagek still in office? I believe so. We'll, we'll have I... to. We'll find out about that, and we'll have to hit on that right before the election. Is she a Republican? I, I don't know, but I think at this point, I mean, ev- even the Republicans are running away from the Republican Party. So, but I know. mean, if your name is Schmagak, you might be a Republican. Republican. But, but but what do you think? Maybe it was Smegak. Oh, of that. Yeah. Schmagak. I love that name. Sandy Schmagak. Yep. For president. That, you know, fuck it. Raja is my old drag name. My new drag name is Sandy. Schmuggack. I love it. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about, Delta? Um, you know what? I we I was, I, 
This is so difficult because I, 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 you know, I always, I always have something to complain about. And I know that I know that's, that that's my, my fault. I like to complain about things and not really offer a solution to, to situations, <laughs> but this is just like one little thing that kind of just has been kind of on my nerves. And that is like, I'm fully on board. I have been fully, fully, fully on board with social distancing keeping your hands clean. I mean, these are things that are kind of a blessing anyway, because we probably should be distant from strangers a bit anyway. We should be washing I'm gonna our t- hands. I'm going to tell you right now, like after all of this, like even if they find some sort of like way of, uh, you know, some sort of thing that, that will heal and fix all this, I will always wear a mask. I mean, you know, every other, these Asian countries do it out of respect for one another mm-hmm. and have been doing that for years. And so... It's just such a surprise to me that it's such an issue for people to say, all right, so your belief system is that you, you know your body and, and you, you don't have a problem with it and it's not going to affect you. Okay, that's how you want to believe. That's how you want to believe. But are you that selfish to go, all right, if at the end of all of this, by putting this piece of fabric on, I could have maybe not prevented, but possibly slowed down or lessened the risk. I don't know why it's still at this point an issue. Like all these people that are like, I'm a patriot. I'm going to speak up that you're not going to force me to do this. Well, are you going to speak up about, you know, a, 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 a female um, a, 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 a officer from the a, a, a American soldier at Fort Hood? Nobody spoke up for her. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a patriot and you care so much about the military, why don't you care about all soldiers? You know, you, you want to talk about all lives matter. Well, what about her life? Well, it's because she's a brown woman. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, mm-hmm. you want to talk about a piece of cloth. But you're not – the literally the military was not investigating it and was like not talking about it at all. You want to talk about people getting swiped up at protests and put into vans and taken away. Why don't – isn't that the time to start speaking up? And I'm by no means saying that one amendment is more important than another amendment. If I'm going to stand by the you know, the Constitution or a Bill of Rights, I'm going to stand by it wholly. But what I am going to say is you probably don't need to have an AK-47 outside of you know your front door. And you probably um, – if you're going to speak up for other people and speak up about what the government is going to say – about you or to you or for you, you probably want to speak up for the fact that, you know, black people are being killed in droves and mm-hmm. nothing, there is a, there's no consequence and mm-hmm. it's happening more and more. And, and, and it's, and it's almost like expected at this point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Well, what's really interesting for, especially girls for our age group, if you will, or our generation, generation, what are we? X generation X. Yeah, I mean, you know, social media has really kind of changed the game for all of us. I mean, I remember when I was first forced to text message somebody and I was like, why when I can just call them? But now here we are sharing information, sharing our thoughts, uh, you know, encouraging revolution through social media. And I got to say, I really appreciate because sometimes I can be a very lazy person in these matters and I and I would prefer to sort of ignore these ideas but then I always go to your page on Instagram and you always sort of ignite this fire within me that helps me out so I think it's a it's a very important thing for us especially with for us who have platforms platforms if yeah you will. I, mean, I wish I knew more I wish I was more active I wish that, I was that, more... that's my role in this I feel like I, I was more educated but the thing is I'm I'm educating myself through listening to others through um just just through living through the time. I I agree with that. But, you know, with that said, you know, we're talking about that social distancing thing. Can I just like, can we just put out there to people that like, if you're in line at the drive-thru, you don't have to socially distance your fucking car. Like, can you just move up if you're, (laughs) because I really don't want my car out in the street. And also like with that said, when you're going to make a right, like at a stop sign, go ahead and hug the curb. Like just go ahead and you don't have to like swoop all the way around in a Toyota Tercel. Like you can just, Get on in there. Like, whoop. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, just, you know, be mindful of others and your space and this and, and, and make no apologies for the space that you do take, but um don't take more than you need. You know? <laughs> Come on. But you know what it's it's very interesting and true that, you know, I think Americans are just kind of like 
privilege in the sense that we don't really kind of give a fuck about each other. Of We're like course. me, 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 me first. And you see other countries going through the same pandemic as we are and doing a better job than we are because of just consideration. I don't think kindness and consideration is a big part of the American uh, value aesthetic. No, aesthetic. Uh, the, the average American, I think, believes that uh, being a proud American means uh, following recipes in a PTA cookbook, and they believe that it's, uh, you know, uh, putting out Fourth of July decorations and buying $5 t-shirts at Old Navy. Like, that's not, that's not it. Like, it's not what's just the words in a Toby Keith song. Like, it's, it's more – you have to love other Americans, not just the principle of what you think, uh, you know, putting off fireworks at the Fourth of July. But what, what, why, why, why not – or at a gender reveal that has now oh, ignited a fire across. Like, listen, I would have, I would, I, you know, you know me how much I love being in drag. Right. And I really wanted to wake up today and put on a shit ton of eye makeup and, and fresh eyelashes. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if you look out my window right now, it has been dusk Black. all day. It's just, it's it awful is, outside. It is this weird yellowy orangey light mm-hmm. due to smoke living here on the West Coast. Right now, I'm telling you right now, my eyes are watering with the windows open. Oh, very Fires that. are happening. Very and, that. Uh, and I keep checking my stove to see if something is burning because I smell it in the air. And, and that to me is another indication that I don't have COVID yet because I can still smell the fire in the air. I mean. Mary. Is it's, that where, is that the time we're living in now? It's really like, bad. Do I have do I have the virus? Apparently, maybe I don't because I can smell the burning fires. Yeah, in the sky, like literally, truly. That's what that's where we are right now. That's where we're at. That's where we are. So, well, I mean, I think that this has been fun because, you know, I, I feel like we, this is what we do. I mean, this, this is literally this type of a conversation or, or variations of conversations is what we do every time we're together or when we're texting or whatever. So I think, you know, I mean, hopefully people will tune in and have a good time with us. Thank you guys so much for listening to Very That with Delta and Raja. Yes. Um, our show comes out every Monday. It's, it comes out every Monday, and we're yeah. also encouraging all of you to, you know, send in some questions. Email us some questions. Let us know if you want us to answer anything. Uh, Delta and I uh, are both, uh, you know, we have a wealth and a plethora, a cornucopia, a, uh, yes, a, a bevy, a buffet of knowledge. Mm, the buffets and they, are all closed right now. <laughs> I know, but we can, <laughs> so provide, we can provide you a buffet of lifetime experiences and that's what we're here for we're just here to remind you that life is you know it's just very that can you um can you make sure that you're the one who reads all those emails and then just filter the good ones to me because you know i just i have i have no tolerance like if it's if it's too much if there's too much slayage and mamage like i'll i'll probably just collapse well, uh, I, I I hate to admit this out loud, but I have many times before. And every time I do, I, I just want to kick myself. But I share the same birthday as Donald Trump. Uh, so do. June you 14th, do. I do. And I share the same birthday shame. as Mariska Hargitay. So. Fuck. Uh, but also, I also share the same birthday with Boy George. So oh, me, that's me, good. Yeah, me, that's Boy a, George. It's a Gemini. There's both sides. Yep. Me, Boy George, and Donald Trump. So... With that said, I don't like to read a lot because I'm the June 14th. I wonder, well, I wonder if Boy George likes to read. I like to read. I just <laughs> I don't like the consequences when I do. <laughs> yes, we would love anyone who's listening or watching us right now to please give us your questions. If you have anything to ask, it would certainly, um, you know, fill our conversations. Delta and I can talk together for hours and hours on end, which is what we do quite often yes and uh it might go over your head and be nonsense so if you don't want it to be nonsense or go over your head maybe ask some questions for yourselves and ask us we invite this we're here we're here you can send us messages to delta and raja at gmail.com thank you so much for listening to very that with delta and raja our show comes out every monday so we want you to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our forthcoming episodes. We're so excited to be here. So with that said, search Very That with Delta and Raja on your favorite podcast app. 
and hit the subscribe button. That's all we need you to do, because we're just getting started, but we want to hear from you, and we want you to rate and review our show on your podcast app. And we will be back next week with another episode. Ooh, yas. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very bad. Very bad. Forever. Very That is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and Raja. Music, sound design, and editing by Will Pitts. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 